0: Welcome to Roundhill Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary. Look for moments of grace and peace and redefine what we talk about. When we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good
1: morning, Leslie. How you doing? I'm well. Happy and,
0: Thanksgiving. And
1: happy Thanksgiving to you. <laughs>
0: uh, we were talking about it's a short week around here. <laughs> yep. As we prepare for the festivities. Short but packed. Yes. Right? Yeah. I Dense. think in church world, short short week does not <laughs> it's not necessarily
1: doesn't equate to a
0: Relaxing week. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Usually more intense.
0: Yes. We'll make it through. Yes, we will. As we always do. We're off the heels of a, we had a music Sunday Mm. yesterday in, uh, beautiful in church where we record on Mondays. Um, and so I'm a little, the word dopey comes to mind. I feel like I've used, I've used the sort of higher, higher intelligence of the music and details and all the things. And I'm walking around this morning like, Someone had me coffee. In cough. Haze. Yeah, Hayes haze is, yeah, much yep. kinder than what I was about to say about myself. Um, but yes, but we wanted to, you know, we've been talking in church about gratitude in our sermon series of what matters most, and gratitude was on the list, and mm-hmm. we thought, hey, let's put it in th- in November, which makes rather obvious sense. Uh, I think so. <laughs> so that's been our, our theme. Theme, which has, mm-hmm. I think, been really really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know gratitude as a as a sort of overarching concept mm-hmm. has been around for a while, mm. and we hear about it. You know, <laughs> the phrase "attitude of gratitude" right. comes to mind. Yep. So what what does that even mean anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I guess would be my first question. Like, how we're looking at it now, but what? How are we finding? Are we are we finding anything? Are you finding anything new
1: mm. in mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I'm always asking myself that question, right? <laughs> about about everything. Sure. But about these virtues that we talk about, because mm-hmm. in one sense, they seem incredibly obvious, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's part of the challenge with them, mm-hmm. is not to let them be too obvious, but to see... To explore to mm-hmm. ask what mm-hmm. what is there that we maybe haven't seen before um, but I before I say anything about that oh. I do want to make a comment about your observation that gratitude it's an interesting thing to think about so how long has gratitude been around oh right because we don't really think I mean, was has there always been gratitude you know is it woven into mm-hmm. us or have we learned it <laughs> and I'm just thinking that in the book of Psalms, which was probably created over a very long period of time. But you think about it, most of the poems in the Book of Psalms, which is located in the Old Testament, were probably written around 2,500, 2,600 years ago, okay. uh, maybe longer mm-hmm. and uh, than that. And so gratitude features in those Psalms very predominantly. Mm-hmm. So it is it is something that's been woven into our lives for a very long time and undoubtedly for a very long time before that. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to think about a world where it wasn't mm. and that how was it learned? Mm. What was it about human evolution that suddenly sparked in us the need to say thank you?
0: Okay. So interesting.
1: I hadn't really thought about that before, Yeah, but um, because it's, it's, there's something about gratitude and its power that can, it, it's an antidote to despair. Mm. And it's uh, it's always available to us. It seems now that we take it for granted that it's almost an in innate capacity. You know, yeah. that we're almost born with it.
0: It's like a automatic mm-hmm. response.
1: Right, right. And so imagine a world where that wasn't the case, where it had to be learned. Yeah. You know, really explicitly and where it wasn't um, widely disseminated. What was there before it? It's just a fascinating thing to think about. Yeah,
0: I'm picturing in my mind cave people mm. and someone bringing back some magnificent <laughs> feast, a deer perhaps, right. and sharing it. And to me, the automatic response is some sort of like appreciation, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. appreciation feels related to mm-hmm. gratitude yep. um, and thinking about like what it would be like if that was, I feel like the opposite of gratitude is maybe expectation mm. or something about on, on that way of like, well, yeah, of course you did that. Cause that was the thing you were expected to do. And I'm not going to appreciate or feel grateful for mm-hmm. in terms of action. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of interesting to think about like, it feels cold mm. without gratitude without. Mm -hmm. uh, Disconnected.
1: Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a great word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I'm beginning to think, just thinking out loud here, that what we call worship Mm -hmm. may have at its root some very basic desire or longing to say thank you to something Mm -hmm. larger than ourselves. Mm. So not only the one coming in with the food for the Mm -hmm. clan or the tribe or the family, Mm -hmm. but how do we give thanks for the one who is beyond it all but within it all? Mm -hmm. You know, who seems, the world seems to be only possible because of that one. Mm -hmm. How do you give thanks? Right. And uh, I remember talking with a person once in my life who um you know, said she. Said part of my life is I just is is about finding ways to say thank you. Mm. You know, so it's sort of a conscious decision to make sure that she holds in regard those people who've Im- impacted her in a positive way, yeah, and not to let that go by the wayside. Sure. So, worship itself, in its most ancient root, you know, as a rite or a ritual, may be the uh, effort to express that gratitude you know, mm-hmm. in a in a transcendent way.
0: Yeah. That sort of feels gratitude as expression for for life, for mm-hmm. blessings, for abundance. Yep. Um, so that sort of expression of, of appreciation for that. Um,
1: I think if anyone's ever been in a situation where, I mean, maybe it's a close call in life, and then you just find yourself closing your eyes and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that that could have been so different. Yeah. And um, it, it just wells up. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you don't even know who you're saying thank you to exactly. I mean, <laughs> some people may, but some people may just say it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's so fascinating.
0: I have I have a little anecdote about that. Oh, OK. So yesterday morning, uh, <laughs> I got here. Crack. Oh, <laughs> because I had so much to do before the uh, musicians arrived and things started up. I had some copies to make and some things to organize and chairs to move and all those things. Of course, the string players still beat me here. <laughs> Because of instrumentalists course. are <laughs> stunningly punctual.
1: Okay, good. They're
0: incredible. So they still be here. So I had like arms full of orchestral music, these big envelopes, and I had my iPad and I had all this uh, stuff and I had my iPad on I have two cases for it. This is important. Two cases for it. One where the Apple Pencil like clicks in really great uh-huh. and one where it kind of is magnetic. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. so i had it with like stacked of stuff so i get to the piano i, I can feel piano. it coming yeah oh get ready and then i set down everything and the apple pencil <laughs> like a missile goes boing into the piano <laughs> oh, between man. the strings between the hammers And it's sticking out like mocking me, but it's in such a way that my little stinky little fingers—I can't reach it. I can't get it out, and I just (laughs) stare at it like, "Okay, so that's how this is gonna go, is it?" (laughs) So I'm just like, "Welcome to the day." Sure, yes. Like I didn't even—I wasn't even like, "Oh man," I was like, "Okay." Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. And
1: who says that inanimate things don't have consciousness? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah. It had something to say. So I go, I'm like going to the office and walking around and I look on our, uh, our colleague Roland's desk and as if it was glowing from an inner light was the perfectly shaped set of pliers. Of course. Just, I mean, like on the center of his desk, like boink.
1: Thank (laughs) you. As if it had
0: a tag that says for Leslie. It used for when Apple pencils. so. So I grabbed it. I was like. Oh, could could it be? Could it be? And I walk over and I was like, and I was like, I was picturing it then because of course it was like the pointed end up. So if I grabbed it too hard, it would have slipped. Of and course, and gone further down. So I like grab it, I pull it and I hold it up like my prize. And I I looked to the heavens and I was like, thank you. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> at the, I looked That's the. That's a gratitude like, moment. Oh, buddy. Oh. oh. I didn't care about the apple pencil i cared about not breaking the piano yes because if i had tried oh. to play the piano with it still in there wow. the chances of breaking a hammer were pretty high at that point point. and i was just like okay <laughs> okay well the adrenaline had gotten good example rev- revved up for the morning <laughs> and we had some outpouring of crap And this was all before 8 a.m. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it.
1: It's always fun to know the backstory.
0: (laughs) That's great. So I just was like, just the perfectly placed, like parallel to the desk, pliers was like blink right (sighs) there. I was like, thank you, Roland, for not putting those away. (laughs) No
1: kidding. Oh, my gosh. I
0: I have to remember to tell him that story. So... Yes, sometimes it just comes out from right. you. Right. the the next thing you have to do is express gratitude to yeah. to the universe or whatever. Exactly. That it's uh you can not yeah, was, yeah c- you couldn't have, I couldn't have stopped in that moment just like gone on with my day. Yep. You know, you have to celebrate. You have to say thank you.
1: Well, I I love the phrase, you know, we have to because I think that's what it feels like. Mm. You know, sometimes, yeah. That we have to do it. Mm-hmm. That if we haven't then you're back at what you're talking about earlier, the disconnection, yeah, like I just expect this to be, yeah, you know, and that's not uh, that's not to live in recognition of the goodness coming our way from yeah. resources we could not have supplied on our own.
0: but I know sometimes <clears throat> it come it's not as easy, it doesn't yes. flow, it doesn't like spring up. You know, just in everyday life. Right. You know, right. So you'll hear in sermons, like, ministers being like, so be more grateful or or have, you know, express gratitude. And you're like,
1: gratitude. "Um, Yeah. Okay.
0: So how do we do that?
1: Exactly. (laughs) Well, we have a little thought, right? Yeah. We're We're gonna suggest a little thought. You're so right. And boy, have I done that my share of times over the years, you know? (laughs) Yes. Practice gratitude, everyone.
0: I wasn't telling on you. Your life will be better.
1: (laughs) That's okay. I can take it. Well, I I, um, I love to read these books about habit formation. They're really popular these days. They are. They're big. There's a lot of them. There's a lot right? of them. Which is interesting because clearly we have some issues with ha- forming habits and we, yes. we need advice and guidance. Sure. But there is one very simple way of creating a habit that I've liked and have used with some success. And that is that when you're forming a habit, whether it's to be more intentionally grateful mm-hmm or to do uh, 10 push-ups during the day, or whatever <laughs> it might be, it's your thing, is to find an activity that you're already doing every single day that okay. you really don't think about very much. Could okay. be eating breakfast, okay. eating lunch, could be taking the dog for a walk. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, I always like to look out the window at 8.15 to see, you know, what's going on down the street, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you attach your the habit you want to form to that anchor. Okay. So those things that we're doing all all the time, pretty much without thinking, mm-hmm. those become the anchors, and we sort of take them for granted. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking them for granted, we can decide to say, you know what, I'm going to take my uh, habit, and I'm going to link it to it. So I'm going to eat breakfast, and then uh, I have a little, you know, maybe promise to myself that mm-hmm. as soon as I have put the breakfast bowl in the sink or in the dishwasher, I'm going to give thanks for five things. Mm-hmm. And then it's done. And before you know it, you're ready to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really taken that much energy because you're already used to putting out energy for that thing you've just done. Right. You're just putting something to piggyback on it. Yeah. And I really like that. And I think that we don't talk enough about the Practical side of how to make the habit real, yeah, and that's a very simple one that can be done. Like and that. and I will just add a quick one around it that people also say: the more that you can make visible the habit that you want to develop, okay. the better off you are. So if there's uh, if you want to learn a language, it's not a bad idea to put a lit- little a language book out, you know, <laughs> that reminds you. Yeah. And I've also used that with pretty good success. So it's just. You sit down at your normal place and maybe there is, uh, you know, flashcards because of the vocabulary you want to learn. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's, um, you know, Susan, uh, my wife brought me a, a couple of years ago, this beautiful little gratitude journal and actually with some gratitude cards, note cards. Oh, neat. And so I kept that out. So every time I would sit at my desk, I couldn't miss it. Yeah. It was right there. Yeah. And that little prompt was enough to keep me engaged. Mm-hmm. So those are two things. It's making it visible and then anchoring it to something you're already doing. And you can yeah. do this with anything. But I think with gratitude as well, so that it, I think our goal is we want it to be second nature. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily have, to, it's good to be intentional about it as well. And even to do it when... We don't feel like doing it. And Mm -hmm. that's why recently when we were talking about gratitude, you know, I think there's so much, uh, the world is looking on at, at Israel and Gaza right now with, you know, such dismay, concern, um, about the people who are living there, but that prompted me because we were in the month of gratitude to think about all of the people there right now, the physicians the lorry drivers um the negotiators who are working tirelessly to bring food where it's needed to gain the release of hostages to attend to the wounds of children we tend not to think about those people because the news itself is so horrific Mm -hmm. and yet there's a tremendous amount of energy being expended every day in actually keeping people alive Mm -hmm. bringing food to people who need it uh, securing the release of hostages because there are families so desperately worried about them I, want to, I don't wanna lose track of those people who are doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanna be thankful because I'm not in a position to do anything in, in those areas. Right. But they are, and thank God that they are, and we wanna to try to send our, our best encouragement to them however we can do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another way that, that's about being more intentional. You mm-hmm. know, We may not feel like doing that all the time, right. especially when the news feels heavy and we feel ourselves kind of sinking into it. No, this can kind of help us to bring our way out of it Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, to find the stories, however few they may be, uh, where hope seems to be springing up.
0: That feels like gratitude as a lens. Mm. Gratitude is putting your gratitude glasses and seeing the world.
1: Yeah, great connection.
0: In a way that we can, uh, you know, more easily see the good, Mm -hmm. more easily appreciate and acknowledge the good things. Reading, reading a sort of a sciencey fiction book it's a fiction book that has science in it um and they talk about like you know different cameras that can see different light oh you know wow. so like the infrared lights and all these different sure. and it's what made me think about it Of like if we switch our switch our our cameras over yes. to yeah. to gratitude switch our cameras over to seeing um and acknowledging and appreciating and contributing to the positive um, we could probably add to it mm-hmm. and and start to um, make a you know making a positive impact because we are able to see what's already there and mm-hmm. and, and contribute to it even if it's even if it's a positive outlook or a mm-hmm. positive word to mm-hmm. a friend or you know to me it's <laughs> optimism feels sometimes um, silly. Mm. Sometimes yeah. I feel I'm yeah. a naturally rather optimistic person and I tend to reframe things in a positive way to the degree that it is annoying to other people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really into this conversation because I'm like, yes, come, come hang out on the but here's a silver lining. I'm great with silver linings. I will give you three for anything, anything. But I think it's helpful yeah. to reframe things in that way. I'm like, well, at least... <laughs>
1: Well, I would just, I think that is a great thought, and I would connect it with Music Sunday, because I had this thought during Music Sunday, actually. Tell me. When uh, we're sitting there, of course, I'm absorbing all of this beautiful music, and I couldn't even connect it with what we're doing right now in the podcast. When we're engaged in things like that, Mm -hmm. we are holding out hope. Mm -hmm. because the language in the music that we typically sing about is very hopeful, Mm -hmm. right? It's moving us towards themes of resurrection, Mm -hmm. reconciliation, forgiveness. These are virtues and values without which humanity will not survive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in that time, in that one hour, it may seem astoundingly insignificant compared to what's going on mm-hmm. right in other parts of the world and yet we are the holders of hope in those moments or if we're having a conversation this morning we're all listening in and we're thinking about our listeners and we're all you know we're all on to mm-hmm. this topic we're also not thinking about um, you know the way that forces might be arrayed to diminish life in this world mm-hmm. whether that's happening uh, politically or militarily or however that's going on so I think I think it's an incredibly important thing, you know, to be doing this. And then you you do start to see the world differently, which I mm-hmm. think is what I love your image about, you know, accessing, just accessing different kinds of light. Mm-hmm. And um, that takes a little bit of work and effort to do that.
0: Sometimes I feel like it's very easy to feel that negative things or certain um you know, certain things in the world are inevitable, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that destruction can feel inevitable, Mm -hmm. that war can feel inevitable when humans have the power to, you know, different humans in different positions of power have the, have the authority to say no Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. say that that's not the world that we want to be creating together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that I, I feel powerless sometimes to f- that inevitability can feel powerless. And I feel like accessing the lens of gratitude and accessing the lens of acknowledging the good and the positive helps fight away that darkness a little bit uh-huh. and helps feel like we actually are extremely powerful as fellow humans yes. to one another.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like that, that sort of, uh, you know, being drawn into those thoughts of the inevitability, it, it's, there's a seductive quality about it. Mm. You know, we sort of can get drawn in and stuck there. And I hear that kind of ine- inevitability thinking all the time about politics. Sure. they will never change their minds. <laughs> What's the point? Right. They've always been that way. Um, the Middle East has always been a kind of a battleground. What do you, ex- you know, I mean, there's always that way of dismissing mm the possibility of any hope and um i think that's what we're called to work against mm-hmm. and so through our conversations through our gatherings through our service all of those are ways of saying I would say a very persistent and resilient no to all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, because there there are voices arrayed towards the hopeful side, but they're not getting a lot of play right now. Mm-hmm. You really have to dig deep, I think, in the media to find those kinds of voices. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there, but it's it's not they're not readily apparent. So that becomes our our calling, and I think you've used the phrase before. You know, to get louder about that. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that's not, you know, obtrusive or aggressive, but just to say, no, there's another, there's an alternative voice here. Yeah. This isn't the only, only way to look at the world. And, you know, in the world of coaching, and I mean, not so much like athletic coaching, but personal one-on-one coaching, uh-huh. yeah. there's a phrase that's used. So what part, part of what coaches do to, is to help clients identify what's called their self-limiting beliefs. Mhm. And I would almost call these world-limiting beliefs, like the world's never going to get better, or the that situation's never going to improve, right. or we've been trying at that before and we've always failed. What makes you think it'll be any different? Yeah. Those are both self-limiting and world-limiting beliefs. Yeah. Gratitude leaves no space for that, mm. right? It It dissolves that feeling. And then it kind of gently pushes our little ship out <laughs> off, away from the shore, yeah. out into the deeper waters. It
0: right. feels like it fights against those words, the never, mm. always, yes, impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it can make those things feel possible and feel like I have potential because yeah. I think of all the things you've achieved already. You know, think about the the person you were or the life you had and now now where you have come and things you've learned,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even if you weren't mm-hmm. where you expected to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I love that that idea that if it, it fights against the never and the, you know, this idea that that we are that we can be limiting ourselves by not acting on gratitude and not using that as our mm-hmm. as our as our push off point and the wind in our sails to continue. Your metaphor. <laughs>
1: And you know, it might be as simple as saying, I'm just grateful that I don't have to think that way. You Mm. know, I'm grateful that I don't have to limit myself in those ways. Now, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) or how I'm going to get there, but I'm grateful that I think that God has a way of seeing the world in terms of possibility Mm. and uh, that there's a resurrection power that's alive and at large in the world. And I don't understand how that works. But I'm going to give myself mm. to it. I mm-hmm. mean, to me, it seems like uh, a, a really healthy option, mm. you know, uh, when there are so many other alternatives that could diminish who we are yeah. in our capacity. Yeah.
0: Well, I am grateful for you, Ed.
1: And likewise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Grateful for this podcast, grateful for these conversations. And we are certainly grateful for you to Mm -hmm. be joining us in them. And please join the conversation at roundhillradio.org. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org.